dum dum dum. Oh, here we go. Denise. Hey. What's up? Hey kids. <laughs> Welcome back to another fun-filled episode. Yeah, fuck. It's been quite a while since we've posted anything. Um, I don't even know, like probably over a month, right? It was the summer. We took the photos at the beach. Fuck. Yeah, that's yeah. a really long time. Yeah, and I mean, there's a little bit behind that. I think mostly we both got really apathetic towards setting anything up. Um, also, we did have a plan to have my uh, big gay friend Rhonda <laughs> on the show, um, but unfortunately, Rhonda got super sauced and pretty quickly, and then by the time we started recording, the episode was just not usable. Yeah. Sorry, Rhonda. <laughs> it was really bad, but we did, um, maybe Rhonda can come back another time, because we did learn some stuff about Grinder. Yeah, that was all very interesting. It was really interesting because that app is a little bit different than, well, obviously the... Than Tinder. Well, like any app that's for men seeking men is going to be so different than anything heterosexual. Is Grindr just men for men or is it also women for women? Oh, I don't know. I don't know either. I can't imagine. It does seem to be stereotypically the man for men one. Yeah. Um, maybe there's a lesbian version and it's called Scissor. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, but it's interesting. Like, and Nathan, um, my Rhonda. other friend, who also has Grindr, um, he once came to visit and then we were looking through his Grindr and then I was like, holy shit, like, there's a lot of people around, like, very near us. Because it shows you the distance. Like, it'll be, like, so many meters away or, like, kilometers or whatever. See, I, that's one thing I wish Tinder was. Like, I wish you could narrow it down. Because you can do it a killing room. Like, no. Like, who's in, like, a 15-foot radius? Yeah. Like, who is in the room? <laughs> who's gay? In this bar or store or yeah. elementary school classroom. Actually, bar is a really good point. Because you're yeah. right, Tinder. But at the same time, if somebody didn't really want to see you on Tinder, knew that you were in the same establishment as them, maybe that's a bit creepy. I don't know. Well, whether or not I can see someone in the room, like, everyone I know might potentially be on Tinder. You have no idea who's on there until you see them, right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. Like, if you don't want an ex-boyfriend to see you on Tinder, then just don't be on it because you have no idea. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, so anyway, so Rhonda, um, we looked through uh, Rhonda's grinder for a bit, and it was very... It was very telling. There was a lot of, like, people who seemed to identify as married, s- straight, quote-unquote, men. Yeah. Which was, like, a lot. Like, people who were, like, yeah. Yeah, I think that'd be really frustrating as a gay person to be, like... The perpetual side piece. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Rhonda also had a story about... Um, and I don't think that um, he'll mind if we share this, but... He had been involved with somebody um, for a really long time. Was it 12 years, he said, or 14 years? I think it was 14. It, it was, was a long a time. god-awful amount of time. A really long time. And then um, that person wasn't openly gay and didn't identify that way. And like, um, 
just like, how do you do that at a certain point when you've been fucking a man for 14 years? Yeah. At the very least, you got to say, all right, I'm somewhere in the middle. Yeah, maybe I'm bi. You, you can't claim you're straight. <laughs> yeah, especially to that person. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, it, at least if you could hit it head on and be like, look, I, I'm not comfortable with being out, but yeah, this is the deal. But to never have the balls to be like, this is actually who I am. Like, yeah, I just can't it's imagine. It's a shitty thing to do to someone. It is a really shitty thing to do. Like, I think we've all been let on. But there must be a different element of pain when you're being led on by somebody who's never going to openly admit to liking you. Yeah. And I I wonder at what point we're going to reach the point in society where someone being afraid to come out of the closet isn't a thing anymore. Yeah. I don't think that will be in our lifetime. Like, maybe in certain cities or, like, certain countries, but, like, globally... That's not oh, glo- yeah, globally, of course not. But I mean, like, in, you know, Western North American culture. Yeah, it's going to take a while. Like, it, I mean, obviously, it's probably, it's the best it has been, I suppose, right? But obviously, there's still a long way to go. Um, you said something funny before we started. <laughs> uh, well, actually, you said a few funny things before we started. But one of them was um, about... The amount of interaction. Oh, yes, yes. I had said that. I've had more sex during COVID than I had originally thought I would, which I guess is heartening. Yeah. Is, like, that, is that a good word for that? Well, it's kind of funny, right? Like, Or maybe it just means I'm a fucking shitty pandemicer. I don't know. I don't know, because I think... Okay, so like Bonnie's original advice was that you shouldn't be dating multiple people right now. Fine. That makes sense. But... If you go on a date with somebody new, there's no guarantee you're going to like them. So you might have a date or two and then not like them, but then you want to go on a date with somebody else. So you're not dating multiples at a time, but throughout the pandemic, there might have been multiple people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it doesn't work out, so then you go on to the next one. But, um, what? Why are you smiling? Yeah, that, no, that's, that is a way to look at it. Well, no, so I'm just saying that, like, I think it's fair. Like, I don't think people can really criticize the fact that you'd want to have a connection with another human being during COVID. So I don't think that makes you a shitty pandemicer. You can call it that. Why, you think it's bad? No, I just just mean that, like, I haven't been approaching dating in a a measured way because Uh, of COVID. Okay, actually, I... uh, Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah, I... So we both recent-ish-ly... Um, we're like seeing people and there was a, a moment on the, we were at the beach and we were laying there and we were discussing like our perspective. We can't call them relationships, situations, situationships. Mm-hmm. And we were both like, yeah, like it might be nice for a while. It's probably not going to last. But I think that we both thought there was maybe a little more time there. Well, no, I didn't think that. Oh, really? Yeah. Because... Mine lasted longer than I expected. But you were already ready at the beach to like... Well, I knew very shortly after I met this person that we probably weren't compatible in the long term. (laughs) But I I enjoyed spending time with this person. So it was alright. Yeah, but like, okay, so another thing we talked about too is like... 
He was a really nice person. He was lovely. And the person that I was seeing at that time, I believed, was also a really nice person. But uh, You got tricked. I got so tricked. <laughs> but, but I, at that time, thought that he was really lovely. And so, even though he was lovely, like, I still knew that we weren't a great match. But I was like, fuck, I've been really, like, sad and feeling shitty. And, like, you know what? It's really nice to have somebody who, like, really likes you. And that's, yeah, that's the thing that we were kind of... That is so intoxicating. Yeah, it really is. Like, even if that person isn't quite right for you, fuck. And especially if you've been, like, feeling like shit. Mm. And then somebody just comes along and they're like, you're fucking great. Gives you that attention. You're fucking flooded with neurotransmitters. God, it's so good when things have been so bad. So even if it's not, like... Okay, so, like, the guy that I was seeing, I remember I texted you after one of our dates because... We were, like, we went for tacos, and then I showed up, and he had gotten there early, and he had, like, already ordered and paid, and then I texted you, and I was like, oh my god, like, he got preemptive tacos, like, he... Now, did he order the right type of taco? Because I might have an issue with someone ordering food for me. One time, I was Mm. out at a bar uh, with Costco, and (laughs) he orders me a drink, which, like, he never used to go out anywhere, anyways... He ordered me a drink, and it shows up, and it's an old-fashioned. Oh. I do not like bourbon. And I'm like, I'm not drinking that, because I don't like that. And he got very butthurt. And I'm like, well, that's, why you, that's why you fucking ask someone what they want. Yeah, that's fair. It's not nice to just, like, assume. You're, so that's a good point. He got a variety of tacos. At this point, he was still really trying hard, and he was very thoughtful. So, like, he got, like, like beef, chicken, and pork, basically, yeah. and was, like... And he bought me an adequate amount of food, where, like, some guys kind of assume that women are, like, dainty, like... He's, non, like... Not hungry. You look like an eater. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, you're fat bitch. Here's some tacos. Um, but, yeah, anyway, so the preemptive tacos was really great. There was another date where he showed up, and he had paid for everything... Actually, he did that multiple times. Well, I think with this person, everything was going very well until things got physical. Yeah, so, okay, yeah. He was, uh, yeah, from what you've told me, he was a special fella, even for by your standards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, I actually have pretty low standards, like, um, I guess you haven't figured that out. Like, I like attractive people who are just, like, garbage inside, and, like, I mean, wow, like, he was, like, sub-garbage, so... We agreed that we wouldn't um, go to each other's houses at first and we were going to keep everything outside and do like adventure dates and like, um, actually we had a competition going. So it was like, uh, it was like a best out of three kind of thing for like dates. Like it was like mini golf one time and then the other time was axe throwing and the third time never came to fruition. We were supposed to go kayaking, but it just didn't work out for a different reason. But anyway. So we, like, had all these, like, dates outside of our houses, and then, um, and we would, like, kiss and stuff, and it was, like, kind of physical, but it was, like, pretty polite and high school-y and great, actually. I think that's really fun. So then the first time that he came here, um, and we, like, had a bottle of wine, it was, like, pretty evident that, like, that was the night that, you know, finally something was gonna happen, whatever. So it did, and so, like, so it progressed to the point where, like, how can I say this politely? We were at the point of no return, I would say, for banging, okay? Like, there was no, there had been buildup, there was, like, when someone's naked and on top of you. He was ringing the doorbell. Yeah, like, it was, 
you know. <laughs> so right, fucking fuck. So right when that was about to happen, he said, uh, I don't want to do this unless we're exclusive. And then I was like, uh, <laughs> okay. Because, like, you can't bring that up. Like, that's coercion. Yeah, that's not the right time to bring that up. Um, so I was like, okay. So then, you know, whatever. And it was fine. Like, that was, like, a fun night. But then afterwards, I was like, well, fuck. Like, what does that fucking mean? Um, because I've never had somebody say that they wanted to be exclusive. Before you had sex. Before you That's had- weird. That's, like, very Amish. Like, and most of the time, to try and get a guy to fucking have that conversation at all yeah. is pulling fucking teeth. Yeah. So then afterwards, I was like, well, wait, like, is he my boyfriend? Like, because we didn't discuss the terms of any of this. It was just, like, we're exclusive. So basically after he's like, no, like, you know, we're not boyfriend and girlfriend. I just meant that we're, like, sexually exclusive. And I was like, I don't get, personally, I don't get the differentiation. I don't either. Like, I... If I'm at a point where I'm prepared to not pursue anything else, you might as well be my boyfriend because that's that is the only thing that makes a difference to me. Exactly, because then you're in a relationship. So yeah. like, what was I gonna do? Like, go out and go on dates with other people, but be like, can't have sex with you because I'm exclusive. Yeah, you're sexually exclusive, but not romantically exclusive. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Well, that would make your internet boyfriend very happy. <laughs> he doesn't doesn't have to get cut out. That's true, actually. That's a great balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then you can have two. Um, so, yeah. So, from that moment on, everything just went to, like, total fucking garbage. And I do believe, like, not just with him, but with most men, that after the first time you sleep with them, there is that shift in dynamic. Whether it's for the better or for the worse, it's generally the worse in my experience. Like, they're usually really well-behaved, and then it happens, and then they're like... That's why you got to fuck them immediately. <laughs> So you don't get this false buildup of what of what they could be like, and then you fuck them, and it's like, oh, this is what you're actually like. Yeah, well, actually, that's a really good point, because I thought I did everything perfectly with this guy, because I was wow. like, we're going to wait and wait and wait and wait and wait. Well, Jesus fucking Christ, like, I would have loved to know that he was a piece of shit, like, a month earlier, for mm-hmm. fuck's sakes. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, so that happened, and then, you know, it was fucking unfortunate. Um, but the other thing with this guy that really bothered me is that he didn't respect my boundaries in terms of things like, um, like time spent together. So there was kind of like a weird situation with his vehicles. Like one was in the shop and one was out of town. Um, and he lives kind of far away or he did at that time. So it meant that I was doing a lot of driving, which I don't love. And he had a bike that he used like for transportation but I don't have a bike rack on my car. So like if he would bike over and he had a roommate at that time too. So when we hung out, it was mostly like at my house. So yeah, so he'd bike over, but then like he would just like assume he was staying over, which. And okay. I think this is kind of a unique issue to you because. Which is so funny to me. For me, if I'm sleeping with someone, they are always welcome to spend the night. Yeah, not me. And in my experience, that's that that's kind of the way it usually is. I think it's nice to extend the offer, but I think the assumption bothers me. Like, especially for me, I'm a terrible sleeper um, right now. Like, my back's really sore. And I told him this as well. Um, and I really need to sleep in a really grotesque, sprawled out position. 
And I told him that and was like, like, I just, it's not a time to have an overnight guest. But in general, just because I'm sleeping with somebody doesn't mean I want them to sleep over. Like, I don't want the obligation of like hosting a guest just because like in the morning, I mean, like I, I want to get on with my day. Like I, unless I really like that person. And at this point we were, it's still kind of, I wasn't really sure. That is, that is an interesting, adequate question. If, yeah, if you sleep with someone, you stay over their house, when is the appropriate time to depart the next day? Oh, I think you, I think you should offer right away, but then let the other person tell you what their day is like. Like, cause you had somebody once come over and how you stayed like. I've had a couple of people stay until like four or five o'clock in the afternoon. That is a very long time. Yeah, it sure is. Because what, what if you have shit to do the next day? Yeah. Or, like, for me, like... Um, well, there's also been a lot of times where I've kicked people out really early, and it's like, okay, it's Sunday morning, it's 9 o'clock, I'm going to the gym, I'm driving you somewhere. Yeah. Oh. Where is that place? <laughs> okay, that's actually funny, because... Um, anyway, I can talk more about this piece of shit, guys, as time goes on, but I want to talk about... Um, Rocky Five. <laughs> yeah, one time. Okay, so when was this? Or you just tell the story. Okay, so this was... Rocky Five. Uh, it was maybe a year and a half ago. And uh, I'd been to a wine night at <laughs> my friend's house. And then it was kind of, had kind of winded down. It was like midnight. So some friends of mine were going home. And I got them to drop me off downtown because I wasn't finished drinking. Uh, and yeah, I made some friends and I brought this gentleman home and the next day, yeah, it's like, it's nine o'clock. I'm leaving. You want to ride somewhere? He's like, yeah. Uh, I'm like, okay, where are you going? He's like, downtown. I'm like, all right. So we're driving downtown and then we get like in the downtownish area. I'm like, all right. So like specifically where? And he's like, oh, just anywhere. <laughs> I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, I'm going to try and find my friends. <laughs> And I didn't ask any questions. I'm just like, all right, fine, whatever. But what the fuck? Okay, but Why are your friends still downtown <laughs> at 9 o'clock in the morning? But you forgot. You left out a really pivotal detail about this person. Oh, uh, the, the pivotal detail is that he, he was significantly younger. How significantly younger than you? I was 36 and he was 20. <laughs> he was out for his friend's 20th birthday. So I guess maybe he was still 19. Oh Who knows? Oh, my God. But yeah, so, okay, my theory there, I love that fucking story, is that maybe he, like, lived with his parents, and he didn't want his parents to see you drop A girl, like, an adult woman. <laughs> someone without their end. Someone, someone <laughs> the same age as them was, drop, was dropping them off. Yeah, and then, so, oh, fuck, that's really funny. Was it fun? I think so. I mean, it just kind of is what it is. Well, I don't, I don't remember a lot of things when I drink. So anyway, so when he was getting out of the car, he asked for my number. And I'm like, you know what? Fine. Have my number. Here you go. Was he cute? Yeah, he was cute. He was cutie. He was a cute little little fella. A little tyke. Uh, and so then he texts me like a week later. That's funny. And then there's a couple of texts and he doesn't respond. And I'm like, all right, fine. And then a couple weeks later, it's the same thing. And then a couple weeks later, it's the same thing. And then the third time, I'm like... All right, fine. Fuck this. I'm like, do you want to come over again? <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, I'd love to. So we made plans for him to come over. And then he fucking bails on 
on me that day. Oh, I thought you saw him one more time. No, I never saw him again. Oh, that's very funny. Yeah. Yeah, he had planned. It was like a Monday. He's going to come over in the evening. And he he had homework. at least I heard from him. Because fucking, you don't get that courtesy from from everyone. It was like 4 o'clock in the afternoon. He's like, oh, I forgot that I have had a thing to do today. I'm like, can we get a rain check? I'm like, sure. And then... He had to deliver his papers. And he vanished. (laughs) I don't know. So That's really fucking funny. Yeah. Getting fucking... Getting fucking blown up by a 20-year-old? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Do you think that he knew how old you were, though? Yeah, because I made a big deal of it. I asked to see his fucking driver's license. <laughs> oh, my God. That's really funny. Yeah. Um, so, like... Oh, God. I don't know when this but, was. But this is the same thing that I've complained about all the time. But men going out of their way to contact you and then bailing. Right. So like, it's so purposeless. Yeah, like he texted me out of nowhere multiple different times. So I'm like, if you didn't want to fuck me again, just leave me the, just leave me alone. That's your their best quote that you say that I really like, which is um you could have left me alone for free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really agree with you. Um one time, this is like just a total aside, a really quick story. I was flirting with this guy that I used to work with. So we saw each other at work all the time and we would flirt all the time. And he was significantly younger than me as well. But one day the flirting got to the point where it was like a little bit sexy. Okay. And we decided to like um, progress our relationship to an in-person physical like, I don't know what to call it, meetup. So the next day he was supposed to come over. So I had a roommate at the time and I like kicked her the fuck out because she was Good company. Um, anyway, so kicked her out. I, like, cleaned the house. And, like, had my tier four shower. And I was all ready. And, so, okay, so something to know about him is he was, like, really lovely and, like, very polite and, honestly, proper. But, like, um, like well-spoken. He had a decent job. Like, um, he had a professional career. And the way he... This is, this is the pop star, right? No. I don't know what to call this guy. Um, but he was, like, really lovely. Um, yeah, so we were talking. He was supposed to come over. The way he texted matched up with the way that he spoke. But in this particular evening, I was, like, already fucking candles going. I texted him, and I was like, hey, like, what time will you be over? And he said, and I quote, because it's burned into my fucking brain, nah, girl, I'm chilling with my friends right now. And he had never, ever spoken like that, ever. Like Justin Bieber? (laughs) Nah, girl. I'm chilling with my friends right now. (laughs) It fucked me up so much because I was like, what? Because that wasn't even like a clear rejection. It was just kind of like, it's like in high school when somebody like joke likes you and then you like them back and everybody laughs at you. It was kind of like that feeling where I was like, Oh my god. Anyway, and I really liked him, and then, um, I don't know why. I went to, he had a photography, sorry, my dog is oinking. He had a photography show, and I ate a couple edibles, and I was like, just like really high, like uncomfortably high, but they didn't kick in until I got there, and I was like looking at his photography, and then he was like, what do you think? And I was like, ah, it's fine! And then I just had to leave. You should have just said, nah, girl. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, he he's moved now, but 
Um, so we don't work together or anything, but yeah, that really weirded me the fuck out. Cause you can't talk differently than you talk in person on text. Yeah. And it was just such a shitty rejection. And why go to all the trouble of like setting up a time? Why do it? I just like if you're gonna bail, bail soon so I can make other plans. Yeah. Or don't set up the plans. Like I. Yeah. 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 Indeed. Um. So okay, so this person that you were recently seeing um, was actually the person that stayed until four p.m. Right. Yeah, he stayed He stayed late the first day. Okay, so I want to talk a little bit more about him because he's the guy that you were talking about on the beach. How did things end? Oh, okay, so... Or just, you can talk more about him if you want to as, like, a person, but... No, he was just... He was the first guy in a long time um, that I didn't feel dicked around by. He was always very straightforward and attentive and, you know... Felt like he liked me. I just didn't just feel like... Just so nice. Yeah, it was it was really refreshing to feel like he, somebody wasn't playing games. Yeah. Um, but, you know, as fucking the universe would dictate, nothing good can ever happen. <laughs> I just wasn't that into him. Uh, nothing good can ever happen. Oh, right? Oh. Uh, so, eventually, I'm like, all right, we need, to, we need to pull the plug on this. So, we had hung out one day and we had to like go his friend we had to go drive over to his friend's house and let their dog out because they were gone anyways they're gone somewhere so we brought him back i was dropping him off and he's like oh you're gonna come in and i'm like ah no i'm like we gotta stop seeing each other for you know whatever reasons and he was like okay <laughs> and i'm like oh and then i like said something else he's like he's like okay do you want some more sour jubes <laughs> No, and he's like, all right, have a good night. And he got out. And then initially I'm like, oh, wow, that went really well. And then after a couple of minutes, I was like, wait, what? I was insulted. I'm like, how are you not upset? I thought you fucking liked me. It's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, like, so you're like, oh, you're worried that it's going to go poorly. And then you're fucking offended that they weren't upset enough. Because <laughs> that's like. Okay, the next time I get dumped, that's even if it kills me inside, yeah. that's exactly what I want to do. Oh, oh catch you later, bro. <laughs> one other jube? Because <laughs> you had sour jubes with him in the car for some reason. That's such a great way. Because I don't think he's the type. I don't know him that well, but based on what I've heard from you, I don't think he's the type to like do something to if, to be hurtful. No, no. So, like, he genuinely in that moment was, yeah, was just, like, non-malicious. Want, yeah, like, do you want his average? He was just being considerate. <laughs> Which is so funny. Yeah. Lovely up until the end. <laughs> yeah. But then, okay, so then he was texting you, though, after, right? So then, after that, I'd hear from him maybe once a week. He'd, like, send me something on Instagram or whatever. Uh, and then... Maybe like a couple of weeks ago, uh, we actually got into a bit of a conversation and then he's, he like wanted to like, he's like, oh, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm doing this. He's like, what are you doing after? And so then I'm like, oh, I don't think that's a good idea. Uh, it was like, I think we start seeing each other. You're going to get hurt. And you know, I don't, I don't want to do that to you. And then he was like, well, I thought we were just, I wasn't hurt the first time. I thought we were just having fun. <laughs> so then I was double insulted. 
Which I kind of maintain. I think that he just said that to save face. Because he clearly was still trying to hang out with you and trying to see you. And you had said, like, you guys spent a lot of time together. Yeah, when we were seeing each other, we were, we were seeing each other for, like, a couple of months. And we saw each other almost every day. So, okay, that's one last thing I want to talk about is this is something that you and I have talked about recently. What is the expectation around number of times per week or hours spent with the person you're dating? Like, is that something that you suss out with that person? Like, I don't know. It's, I think it just kind of happens. Like, if if both of you are motivated to, I guess, make dates or make appointments to hang out, then it happens a lot. If you're not both like that, if neither one of you is like that or only one of you is like that, then it doesn't happen that much, right? Like, there's some people that if I'm waiting for this guy to make plans to hang out with me, I will be waiting forever. Yeah. Like, and it's just like that sometimes. Which is a bad sign, obviously. Yeah, it is a bad sign. But then what if it's like, okay, for me to be happy, I want to see somebody twice a week. And for you to be happy, you want to see them five times a week. Which I'm not saying is true, but as an example. At what point? Yeah, I don't know, man. For me, a lot of it is dictated by the fact that I have a high sex drive and I want to fuck a lot. I get that, but it's just the time at like aspect to that afterwards because it's not like you're just seeing somebody and banging them and then they go home you could but it's not really like if you're dating that person it's kind of like you say there's that expectation of like they're welcome to stay over i don't okay that's different when it's a weekday oh okay i would like you're still welcome to stay over at my house um you gotta get the fuck out at seven because that's when i leave yeah i would probably not sleep over at anyone's house during uh during the week one time I went to this guy's house, and we weren't really dating. No, we weren't dating. Um, he, he actually wasn't a nice person in any capacity, but he was very good looking. And, like, it was very clear that it was just going to be a bang and whatever. But it really surprised me how after everything happened, he's like, yeah, you should stay over. And I was like, are you sure? And he was like, yeah, that'd be really nice. I was like, what the fuck? So I did. And then in the morning, he's like, yeah, like, just, you know, like, I'm getting up really early. I have plans to, like, I'm doing a morning workout. Um, and I was like, yep, that's fine. I will be the fuck out of here the second you get up. Oh, that's sitcom. Yeah. Okay. And then, um, yeah, and then he's like, no, no, like, you're, you know, totally welcome to stay. Like, stay as long as you want to. Which is surprising. for the, Like, I wouldn't expect that based on what I know of this person. Exactly. It really blew my mind. And so, like, in the morning, like, we both woke up. And then he, like, got up and, you know, started to get ready. And I, like, instantly got up and started to get dressed. And he's like, no, stay. And I was like, no. And then I left. Because, like, also my deal is, like, I, I can't go to the bathroom at men's houses. And if they're in my house and my bathroom's, like, right by the kitchen yeah. and my bedroom, like... You know, maybe I could, you know, I'm not getting full relief if there's a man, (laughs) you know. So, no, I need to, like, go home and, like, poop in private. Not even that. You know what? Like, that's not the issue. But for me, like, I can't, I can't fart in front of somebody unless I've been, like, dating, dating them for a long time. So, like, the second that I stop hanging out with a man, like, I deflate like a balloon. Like, I'm sorry, but that's true. It's horrible. 
Like, the great thing about having a dog is that, like, I can be like, I have to let the dog out. And then sometimes I can be like, oh, God, finally. But, yeah, it's a big deal when you live in a small place. That's what fans are for. You, like, run the water and just go fart. Okay, but how bad is it when somebody... I was dating this person, um, the, the blankaroni guy. <laughs> he came over and he was like... The San Francisco treat. <laughs> He was uh, lactose intolerant, and he like had a lot of milk all the time, and he used to have explosive diarrhea. And I lived in a, like basically a studio, like it was really small. And he would just say like, "I'm gonna go have a shower," and he would get up and he would run the shower, and then I could hear him absolutely destroy my bathroom. Yeah, but I think there's like an implicit rule that, as part of a civilized society. We all pretend we can't hear what goes on on the other side of the bathroom door, even though we all very clearly can. Totally, but it was challenging in this circumstance because he got to the point where he was having several showers a day, and they were very short, and it just, it wasn't a secret. So, that, and it was a huge turnoff. Even though it's fine, and he's a human being, and he has to do that, um, I can still hear those sounds to this day. Like... They tormented me. It was horrible. And when you're in a small space, like... Yeah. It just wasn't... It was a real... Why are all bathrooms soundproof? Why is that not a thing? Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, so anyway... It just is kind of an interesting thing that's come up lately of like... It's just like one more fucking thing that you have to be compatible in. And no one wants to talk about any of this stuff because it's all... It's all very unsexy. I really like um, what you said the other day. We were talking about this, about having the talk. Like, at what point is it reasonable to discuss, you know, I guess labels or definitions or official, like, all that stuff, right? Yeah. And men can be reluctant to do things like that. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, we were, I guess, expressing some, I don't know, not concerned. <laughs> yeah, we were like, that's bullshit. And you said a good thing that, like, men think the conversation means you want commitment when it actually just means that you want clarity. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying I'm asking to be your girlfriend. I just want to know what's going on so I can conduct myself accordingly. Like, yeah. if we're not seeing other people, I won't. But if we are seeing other people, I will. <laughs> well, and yeah, okay, so I think this kind of falls back to the thing where, like, men kind of have this, like, idea that, like, women are always going to fall in love with them. It just kind of is a thing. It's like if you go on a date with a guy, he just kind of thinks that, like, like, even with this piece of shit, horrible mini golf guy that I was seeing, like, even though he wanted to be sexually exclusive, in terms of, like, being in a relationship, he was still kind of weird about that. And it's, like, not that I wanted that at that time, but it's just kind of interesting. It's, like, they kind of pull you closer with one hand, they kind of push you away with another hand. So how much of that do you think is the old gender stereotype that just women are just out looking for husbands all day? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I think some guys are shitty on purpose just to deter you from having, like, boyfriend feelings 
And sometimes they don't know that we already don't like them. Yeah, fuck you. Just even yeah. if I was out looking for a husband, who says I wanted to be you? Exactly. You piece of shit. It's it's, it's kind of like how straight guys always think that all gay guys yeah. want them. And it's like, you're actually kind of gross. And they have higher standards than you. I can just see a gay guy. I'm not dating anyone wearing cargo shorts. <laughs> 100%, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. So that's kind of been my experience is like, even if I'm not that interested in somebody, I find that they are really clear if they're not into me. Like, even if it's not explicitly said, it's like they just get bitchy and short on text messages or they like don't initiate stuff or they're like, they're just cold. I don't know. It's just everyone's and everyone's shitty at being direct about this stuff. Just everyone is. And when you're not, like, this is the thing. Because, like, every now and then I'll be like, nah, fuck. This really sucks. I don't want to have this conversation, but I should be direct about it. It never pays off. Like, <sighs> it, it might for the other person eventually. Mm-hmm. But in the moment, I, well, maybe with jubes it went pretty good. <laughs> but, like... I have found when I am assertive or I stand up for myself, even not in a dating capacity, it does not go well. I don't know. I've had some experiences recently where, uh, like, something had happened. Normally, I would just not say anything and then just, like, obsess about it. And then I did, and then I was very happy that I did. That's true. I wonder if... Part of that is, like, because your personality is a little bit more assertive than mine on, like, a day-to-day basis. Maybe, but I think part of it is, regardless of the outcome, like, the outcome was going to be the same no matter what happened. That's true. Right? Like, if you're wondering what a guy thinks, if he tells you or not, he still thinks that. That's true. You knowing just gives you more information and allows you to make an informed choice. And also, it feels really good to feel that you advocated for yourself. Yeah, it does. Makes you feel like a grown-up, which is nice. Fuck, I don't feel... That's not happening for me. I tried to advocate for myself recently in a non-romantic capacity, and it blew up in my face so goddamn bad. But it was with a man who I think had a very sore ego. And, like, that's the other thing that I've noticed, and maybe won't have a positive response to this comment, but um, there does seem to be a giant disconnect between the fragility of male egos and female egos. Like... I, it seems like once I hurt a man's ego a little bit, it's just not really coming back from that. And like, maybe that's my personality and maybe I'm not, maybe, and also maybe I pick men who are like that. Yeah, that's, that's actually probably a better way of saying that. Is like, I pick men who maybe want more of a cheerleader than someone who would challenge them. Yeah, I think I insult men's egos a lot. That's true. That's, that's like kind of how I operate. That's true. But yeah, if you try and assert yourself with the wrong person or the wrong man, they don't like that. Yeah, I think, a lot of, I think a lot of guys are looking for a cheerleader or a sidekick. Yeah. And some aren't. And so you just got to, I don't know, it's a bit, you got to pick well. Yeah. You pick terribly. I really do pick terribly. And that's what really blew my mind about this last one is that I actually thought I picked well and I thought I wasn't really attracted to him enough because he wasn't mean enough to me. And, like, I guess I cursed myself because then he got really fucking mean. <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay, but last thing I wanted to touch on before we wrap it up because we're probably pretty close to an hour is um, you read a book recently on attachment styles. Oh, right. Yeah. What would you learn? Uh, less than I had hoped. Oh, really? Yeah. So there's, I guess, three predominant attachment styles in relationships. There's... 
anxious, avoidant, and secure. Uh, I guess it's important to know what you are and what someone else is because uh, certain combinations don't work. Yeah. Well, okay. Do you think that yours was an accurate reflection of you? Like you take a quiz basically. Yeah, you take a little quiz and it tells you what you were. And I got I got the most points for secure and I got a few fewer points for anxious and I didn't get very many points for avoidant at all. I got a lot for anxious yeah. and avoidant, which actually yeah. Sounds like you. <laughs> it really does sound like me. Yeah. So who am I not compatible with secure? Or no, no secure, anxious. Secure is compatible with anyone with anyone because if someone's secure, they can kind of make up they can like tone down the crazy in someone else, right? Mm-hmm. So if someone's super anxious, a secure person uh, will likely be be able to like quell their fears. Right. And if someone's avoidant, a secure person won't take that too personally. Mm. Right? Uh so Two avoidant people generally never date because no one's putting in any effort, so it just doesn't work. Right. And anxious and avoidant uh, tends to, you know, one person is just going light speed crazy all the time, <laughs> and the other person is just feeling, just getting pushed away. I love the term light speed crazy. <laughs> I've definitely felt that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's really interesting. Um this piece of crap guy that I was seeing asked me really early on what my love language like or languages were. And at first I was like, that's really lovely that you want to know that. But then he actually kind of weaponized it and he would like use it against me. So like, like for me, I said physical touch was one of them. And I am like, when I like somebody like really touchy and really cuddly at first. And like, but when he like wanted me to feel like shit, he would just make sure... He would withdraw it. Yeah, exactly. That's sh- yeah, it's shitty. It is shitty. And then he asked me once, he's like, you know, like, what do you, like, how do you like to be, like, touched in, like, a non-romantic, or in a, like, in a day-to-day capacity, or, like... In a non-sexual way. Yeah, like, what's sweet to you kind of thing. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I, like, I think it's really nice when people give you, like, forehead kisses, like, occasionally. I think it's really cute. And then one time we were fighting... And then he yelled at me, and he's like, but then this happened, and then this happened, and then I kissed your forehead! And I was like, what? Like, uh, how is that part of the argument? Someone being a scorekeeper is always a gigantic red flag. Totally. I dated a scorekeeper for a long time, and it sucked. It does fucking suck. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, did you kiss my forehead, and then you, like, went and wrote it down, so, like, the next time that you were pissed at me, you could be like, yeah, well, I kissed your forehead. It's like, so... Yeah, it's just bizarre. Anyway, I think that was a pretty good little episode. Um, moving forward for us, I don't think we have any really big plans. It's kind of just weird times right now, right? Well, we, I, we might have a guest in the works. Yeah, we'll see. It's a little less. Uh, it's just a weird time to be finding podcast guests, and just a weird time in life. <laughs> and there's not a lot of. Uh, well, I guess there's men. There's always... They exist. It's kind of a thing. Like, I'm always like, oh my god. Like, I feel like I come back here all the time when I'm like, I don't like anybody and there's no one to text. But then by the time we do another episode, I'm like, oh, and then this happened. <laughs> so it's like, there's always some more bullshit around the corner, it seems like. That's the thing about dating a man. There's always more bullshit. Yeah. You said something really funny before we started. I can't remember what it was. It was like... 
you it's like never goes well exactly like even when you think it's oh yeah so like obviously when you're dating someone it's never going to go smoothly like it's always going to be some weird thing something that makes you anxious something that sets off a red flag something you're obsessing about and even when everything is going smoothly it's not actually going smoothly. <laughs> There's all this terrible shit happening and you just don't realize it. And you're going to get fucking blindsided. <laughs> which is really Which is the worst. <laughs> which is the worst situation out of them all. Which is really funny because you just said that you're like the secure person in the relationship. And then you're like, <laughs> I'm secure, but I'm also cynical and pessimistic. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, and plus, like, this has been a proven thing over and over again. It's not like this is just, like, us being like, no, life is hard. It's like, this has happened a thousand times. So, like, to not assume it's going to happen again is just stupid. This is science at this point. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Three things. Death, taxes, and fucking... Shitty, shitty shitty men. (laughs) Well, it's just shitty relationships. It's not all men. Women are shitty, too. I'm sure I'm shitty. I'm not shitty. No, I'm kidding. Okay, I'm shitty, too. I'm sure, okay... All the fucking shit I'm complaining about, I'm sure Jubes thought about me. I He's like, know. oh, why is she being like this? I don't know, she feels about me. Like, I'm sure. I would love to listen to the male equivalent of our podcast, because I, I need that information, because I often feel like, what am I missing? It would be called, I don't care if it was good for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That's really funny. <laughs> On that note. Um, yeah, if you're interested in being a guest, like, you're always welcome to DM, uh, the podcast Instagram page, um, but it might be kind of a better thing to maybe wait till COVID kind of chills out a little bit. We're getting less than 200 cases a day. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, like, great times for that. And distance recording, we did try it, and it sounded like shit. Yeah, that was unfortunate. Yeah, like we could always do an outdoor recording. No, it's cold but, now. But yeah, it's cold and it's just, yeah, it's just not great. <laughs> We're going to have to set up some plexiglass. Make a little plexiglass glory hole. We'll do it through there. It'll <laughs> be perfect. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. All right. Oh, but if you do have any stories that you'd like us to share with or without your name, um, probably without your name, that would be great. Um, and if you have any dating topics that you wanted to bring up, that would also be great. It would be fun to do, like, a phone-in show. Ooh, that would. Let's I, take some calls. Yeah, that would be fucking really funny. I don't know how we could ever set that up. We'd have to advertise it. Like, we don't... Not enough, not enough people listen to this fucking bullshit to have people call in and... Hey, I listen. Okay, you know what we could do, though? What? Instead of having a call in, we could have people just, like, submit questions. That's true. Okay, yeah, so if you have any... <laughs> if you have any questions... Um, let us know. DM us. We would love to hear them. About dating in general or about specific personal things about us. Yeah. Or like the horrible, horrible men we've talked about because yeah, like I feel really fine with that. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, happy Halloween, I guess. Uh, yeah. What a fucking waste of a Halloween. <laughs> Full moon on a Saturday night. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But this will be our Halloween gift to the world. All right, well, I guess um, I don't want to say the gross things like stay safe out there. So what's a good, like, bye? Uh, just, oh, God, trying to jump off a cliff. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, bye. Bye.